Meet Reed Lance Rosenthal, rancher, number one best-selling award-winning author, and unabashedly, unapologetically, on the right side of the outstanding issues of our generation. But don't try to fence him in. Sometimes his positions will surprise you, because Reed is definitely his own man, with his own opinions. You might love him, you might hate him, but you won't be able to stop listening. Step over to the right side with Reed. Howdy, listeners from coast to coast, the Gulf to Canada and around the globe. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Well, we got a kind of a different show for you today, but we'll get into that in a moment. First of all, I want to tell you I'm back from the Denver Stock Show. Unbelievable event. In fact, we kind of shattered book records by 30%. Absolutely great event. It was dynamite. I'm not going to go into a historical story. I've only done this skipped a historical story at the beginning of a show that ties in with current events, I think like three times in six years. But I'm going to make up for it next week because I'm going to give you the story of the World Economic Forum. You know, the Davos crowd, the, the elites that know best, the you are nothing and you will be happy crowd. And that's next week because I'm putting it together. I'm going to be posting some articles However, on the website, uh, actually the producers will post it. I'm a non-techie. I can't post anything. And you might want to bone up on that. I am going to give you some tidbits in this show today, just to kind of whet your appetite, that have come out of the WEF meeting of 2,500 of the worlds. You know, the elite, the illustrious, the know-it-alls, the know-it-betters. We will go into them in great detail because this is very important. You know, the WEF and the WHO, right, the World Health Organization, working in tandem along with other dark and sinister figures, have plans for us. And we're going to be going over those in detail in the history of the WEF next week. This week, however, I'm going to do something which I've only done one other time, and that was like six years ago. This show is going to be almost all rat-a-tat-tat. There is so much stuff going on internationally, nationally, in terms of corruption, pending legislation, gun control, good and bad, new information coming out about COVID, the COVID jabs, the increasing and new directional censorship, you know, the PSYOPs, the articles, or actually the histories I brought you of, the PSYOPs, five weeks of that. Go back into the archives. That was just a few weeks ago. It is mind-blowing and eye-opening, and it serves as a foundation for everything, folks, everything that's going on now and the direction that we're headed if we let it go there. That's a really big phrase, if we let it go there. And you know, it's about time we stood up and said, no, I will not comply. I will not do this. You will not do this. And we're going to make sure you don't. And that is coming up over the next several weeks because there's several things that we need to do collectively. And by the way, the collective, I'm going to tell you about in just a moment on on the Right Side Radio, has grown by leaps and bounds. In fact, kind of quantum leaps. But there are things that we collectively can do. Remember, we surround them, folks. They don't surround us. What they're doing is the tyrannical rule of the minority. In fact, the rather small minority. We are the majority. We need to start acting like it. You'll know more after you hear all the various rat-a-tat-tat stories. Military, international, Russia, Ukraine, economy, education. I mean, there's just so much stuff we're going to cover today. You better, you better have a straw so that you can... You can suck on the news quickly and hard and without pause. Now, let's start off with our founder's quote, shall we? And I think this is kind of apropos for this show. The mind, once enlightened, cannot again become dark. That's Thomas Paine, right? A letter addressed, by the way, from him to Abbe Raynell, 
on the affairs of North America right before he came out with his pamphlet, Common Sense. And let me give you the rant story. So I get back Monday night, and along the way had uh, tooth removed and all sorts of other stuff. I won't bore you. Why don't we just say it was uh, not an uneventful trip from Denver back to Wyoming. I get in. It is snowing lightly. It is cold, 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 cold. I think it was about 8 degrees when I rolled up the ranch road. And the wind was just a whisper, particularly for Wyoming. And uh, that night it started to snow. And the wind picked up. And by morning, and remember, we have snow cover somewhere between 9 inches and a foot. And much higher than that in drifted areas. You know, furrows of snow with sharp edges sculpted by the wind crossing the ranch road, crossing the highway to the ranch from Douglas. It's a winter wonderland if you like that kind of thing. But this is a real winter. And we haven't had a real winter here. I mean, winters in Wyoming are still winters in Wyoming. But we haven't had a real winter here for a while. And, you know, when we were putting up the hay this fall, we usually keep a number of bales in reserve. Oh, anywhere from 10 to 20. Kind of depends on how many horses are in, how many cows are going to be wintering over. These are really big round bales, 1,300 pounds each. And there's a lot of grass on this place that doesn't get pastured. So, usually... I mean, in your, uh, you know, typical to moderate winter, there's pasture galore. I mean, we barely have to feed. I think last year we fed like seven bales. Well, this year, although not forecast at all, has been an extreme winter, even for Wyoming. We have had snow cover of anywhere from half a foot to a foot and a half on the ground for almost seven weeks now. The wind, although it dies down once in a while to give us some respite, has been howling. The snow sculptures that this wind has molded off the brows of hills and along the crooked rails of the jack leg fences is stunning. I mean, it's really stunning work by nature. But obviously, as this snow has gotten blown hard, blown compacted, as the sun has winked in and out between storms and kind of glazed the snow surface, which is then frozen, it's become very difficult for the animals to get to the grass that's underneath. So we have been feeding way more than, quote-unquote, typical over the last 10, 15, 20 years. And, you know, it was on a hunch. I don't know what the hunch was. The leaves started kind of turning early this year, even though it was a late fall. The uh, ground squirrels were busy gathering stuff for their winter nests in August rather than September. The rut of the elk and the bugles began early this year and ended early. It was all sorts of little signs when you live in the land that you come to know and recognize and and you know when something's off. And I decided that we would sell less hay. We kind of specialize in horse hay. We would sell less hay and we would keep more for the winter. Worst comes to worst, didn't use it. We could sell it next spring, obviously a second year hay and not as valuable. But you know, there was always an exit strategy. Well, as it turns out, that was one of the better premonition decisions I have made in quite a while. Because this is uh, the end of January. We still have February and March to go. March and April can be the snowiest months. We have 10 days forecast of absolutely frigid, below zero to just above zero weather, with lots of days of lots of wind coming at us, along with somewhere around another foot of snow forecast over the next three or four days. And, you know, we're already about a third through our entire hay stockpile. And we stockpile quite a bit for this year. So I'm kind of patting myself on the back, but I realize that, you know, sometimes being lucky is better than being good. But the moral of the story is, when you know something's coming at you, when you have a feeling, trust your gut, right? Always trust your instincts on things. And there's stuff coming at us as a country, 
and as a world. That's as sure, at least on the instinctive sense, as was this harsh winter that I kind of felt in my bones and in the energy of the earth as we sidled from fall to winter a few months ago. And we're going to talk a little bit about that in this show because I want you folks prepared. And I have beat this drum for years and years and years about preparation, but it is really, really, really important. And time is short, short, short. It has gotten very short, folks. So I'm going to be peppering this show with some admonitions to get prepared wherever you can. And I think you'll see in the current events that I'm going to be bringing you that that is a really, really wise decision. Because what's happening elsewhere now will most likely be happening here sooner rather than later. Okay, rat-a-tat-tat time. Tighten the cinch, buckle up, open the chute, hang on, here we go. General Milley, our Joint Chiefs of Staff guy, I brought you stuff about him last week. Well, it seems he went to Europe. He met with all his woke counterparts from NATO countries. And wow, here we go, Ukraine. And then he went and attended the WEF. What? Is our military doing at the WEF? Oh, and then, of course, the Biden classified docs. You know, look, you got the basic parameters there, but here's what's really important. There are now emails coming out that Hunter, the druggie, wrote to foreign governments. And they are a synopsis of the classified documents in all these various places, in all these various nooks and crannies, and the garage by the Corvette that Joe Biden's been hiding for 20 years since he was a senator. Hmm, corruption, anyone? How about treason? Get the nasty details, as always, on the website on the rightsideradio.com. Rat-a-tat-tat, treason, and all sorts of other wonderful categories. And I posted a 2013 interview I did with Alan Gottlieb from Gun Owners of America. He's terrific, by the way, in a terrific organization. You'll be surprised at how the Democrats have kept pounding away at the same issues. We are now 10 years after that interview. <laughs> You'll recognize it. It could have been done yesterday. There's an uproar, by the way, over the ATF record keeping. And as part of that, they've banned, you know, no laws, folks, just, you know, regulations by unelected bureaucrats. They've banned pistol braces. Now, look, I'm not necessarily a fan of pistol braces, but what this means and how they banned it is really important. If you own a pistol and you have a pistol brace, that is now an illegal weapon in the eyes of the ATF. You're an automatic felon. And you have to submit a report with fingerprints and pictures of your weapon so that you can get a permit for it. You know what that really is? It's really compiling a list of gun owners, which the NSA tried back in the Alan Gottlieb interview days, 2010, 11, 12, 13, and which all sorts of agencies, including the ATF, have been trying to compile in the last few years since Cadaver took office. And PBS, you know, the public broadcasting system. Remember, by the way, as I give you this little tidbit, that they were funded with $75 million of your tax money in the COVID bill. Nancy Pelosi put it in. And gee, the rhino Republicans voted for it, including Mitch McConnell and his crew, the same crew that passed the omnibus bill I told you about last week. And PBS is now going to where guns need to be controlled in your own home. That's right. I mean, the best thing is, is that you don't have any guns in your house, according to PBS and their talking head pundit experts. But the next best thing is that they are completely locked. The gun is locked. The gun is unloaded. It's in a locked room in a locked safe. In other words, it's not going to do you a lot of good when you really need it. But it's all about safety, you know, folks. It's all about safety. In California, 
Oh, wacky California. You know, California and New York are trying to impose restrictions on concealed carry and other restrictions, which the Supreme Court just shot down two months ago. I mean, the law means nothing to the left, folks. I mean, if you don't take the first bite of the apple, take another bite of the apple. Come at it from a different angle. In fact, the New York law, which basically puts into place the same restrictions that the Supreme Court in the Bruin case called illegal and threw out two months ago, where New York was requiring people to show cause, show a need to carry a concealed weapon. Supreme Court axed it. The same law... And with, with just a little bit of finesse has now been put into place in New York. And California is following in their footsteps. It's so egregious. It's such a slap in the face to the Supreme Court that both Justice Thomas and Alito came out publicly, really rare, and said, hey, folks, this law you just passed, we struck that down two months ago. What are you thinking? That's really unusual. I guess what the fate of that law is going to be when it gets to the Supremes is kind of known. But in the meantime, right, they dampen gun ownership. Remember the nudge theory, right? You just nudge it along until the trap is sprung and there's no escape for your hapless victims. And listen, California is ahead of New York in one respect. Go, gruesome newsome. <laughs> California is about to pass, I'm not making this up, a 1.5% wealth tax. That's right. On top of all the taxes you pay out there in California, to the city, to the county, to the state, to the feds, on the gas, on the sales, you name it, you are now going to be taxed again on your wealth. In other words, if you have a net worth of X, they're still determining what X is, some want it to be half a million, which is not a lot, or some want it to be a million, or some want it to be five million, and others say it should be 20 million, it doesn't really matter. It's a one and a half percent tax on your wealth. So if you have, for instance, nice round numbers, a $500,000 net worth, which a lot of people have, you could have that just with your house. You owe $15,000 to the state of California on top of everything else. But hold on to your britches. No, no, no. That's not all. Here is, as Paul would say, the rest of the story. If you moved out of state sometime, and they're determining this in the bill too, in the last one year, two years, three years, five years, whatever it comes out to be, you owe that wealth tax even though you're no longer in California. You owe the wealth tax on your net worth when you left the state. In fact, some lawmakers are trying to say you owe the wealth tax on the net worth you had when you left the state for every year since you left the state. You really can't make this up. This, by the way, is by a state with a $24 billion deficit. Gee, I wonder why they're coming up with all these taxes. And that wants to do, if you listen to the show three weeks ago, $223,000 in reparations to 2.5 million black residents of the state. Roughly $560 billion, give or take, which is actually more than the annual state budget. Hmm. Oh, this money is so well spent. Circling back to the military and in California. By the way, we've talked about Millie at the WEF and uh, meeting with his counterparts. And suddenly, and magically, a few days later, we're sending tanks to Ukraine. What could go wrong? Well, the commander of the California National Guard, Bram, he's the fifth general to be relieved of command for corruption. Oh, gee, imagine that. In the last several years. Yep. It seems that he was using his airmen you know, his subordinates, for doing personal errands, like driving him around and bringing him to lunch and going out and doing his shopping for him, that kind of stuff. That's kind of a no-no in the military. You know, he better be careful. If he moves out of state, he's going to be taxed on his net worth. And in another military-related story, which will kind of give you the advent to where we're going to go with the COVID, COVID jab stuff in this rat-a-tat-tat barrage I'm sending your way today, the military and Cadaver's executive branch 
they absolutely hate the fact that the Supreme Court threw out the mandates for jabs for military members. They really hate the fact that they're now being sued, that is just terrific, for reinstatement of all the military members they wrongfully discharged with back pay, retirement benefits, and everything else. Well, look, not to be outdone by this, and I told you two weeks ago that the National Guards, Biden tried to say, okay, well, we'll, we'll go with the ruling by the Supreme Court and the military, but the National Guard and the Reserve is different. We still have a mandate on them. That got thrown out too. However, however... They have come up with a way to get back these military members because, you know, these career people who are defending America with American values and the Constitution, yeah, they're not liked very much by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the corrupt commanders that have been put in place by several of the administrations, shall we say, from the left over the last 15 years. No, mm-mm-mm. It seems that folks who were discharged and who are now suing for for their back pay and reinstatement are now being told by the DOD, I'm not making this up, that they have to repay their enlistment bonuses. Right. I wonder why we have a recruitment problem in the military. And I wonder why Russia is like thumbing their nose at us. Oh, what could go wrong here? Now, here's a bit of good news for you. First of all, DeSantis down there in Florida, he gave a speech. The video is on the website, on the rightsideradio.com, under women and under family safety and under rat-a-tat-tat. Great speech. Basically, he said, Florida is where woke goes to die. I love that. But more importantly, because he is clamped down on CRT and all sorts of anti-American teachings in Florida schools, and Florida, like everywhere else, has a huge teacher shortage, he is proposing, it's a great idea, to hire former military and EMS folks to be teachers. Of course, they get teacher training, but what better person could you possibly have teaching your kid than somebody who took an oath to defend and did in fact defend at the possible loss of his life or limb or her, the flag, the Constitution, and the American values? I think it's just terrific. I like DeSantis more and more and more. In another piece of good news along those lines, kind of, the American School Counselor Association, what they're finding out, and I'm going to bring you a little rat-a-tat-tat here later on in the show, too, along these lines, what they're finding out is that where all the states that are clamping down on teaching CRT and un-American stuff in the schools, particularly in the elementary schools and kindergartens, this is what progressives do, folks. They're finding ways around the laws because the law means nothing to them. And the intent of the law is antithesis to their ideology. So there's this outfit called the American School Counselor Association. They're in all 50 states. They're a private group. And guess what? They train and distribute materials to school counselors around the country. And the school counselors, even in schools where CRT and the rest of the left woke nonsense has been banned, you know, when the student comes to them, it's not like when we all went to our counselors for career guidance and little pep talk or whatever it was. No, no, no. When they go in there, the students are being drilled with CRT and other anti-American propaganda. So, you know, the teachers who are shut down say to the student, you know, you should go see the guidance counselor. And the guidance counselor, of course, does their woke stuff. Well, there's an outfit that has now identified this and is fighting it and doing a great job, I might add. You can look them up. And the name of their website is courageisahabit.org. Courageisahabit.org. Give to them, support them. You better find out what's happening with the counselors in your school system because where this is being done here, there, and everywhere, it's being done right under your nose, folks. That's how parents are being excluded from curriculum because counselors don't have curriculum, do they? 
Let's talk just for a moment about some stuff that's coming our way, okay? And I don't mean potential nuclear lobs from Russia as we continue to dig ourselves a deeper hole in a conflict which, number one, we created, and number two, we can't seem to let go of. But I'm talking about in big trends in just kind of living. Have you ever heard of EOD? It's actually capital E, small o, capital D. You're going to hear more and more about this. I'm going to tell you more about it over the coming months. This is something that is absolutely exponentially quantum leaping its hold on American society and for that matter societies around the world. It's called everything on demand. What's happening around the country folks is that huge companies both supporting EOD delivery and supporting EOD services and goods that the delivery people are performing or that are bringing to households. Their goal, hold on to your hat, is for you to be able to order literally anything, and I mean anything, including a car online and to have it delivered to your house, assuming you're within a suburban area, within one hour. One hour. No more two-day prime. We're talking about one hour. Amazon has quietly invested many billions in technology and in physical plants. They now have 80 jets, 80 jets. They now have over 10,000 electric vehicles, which will be converted to autonomous vehicles. They have tens of thousands of drones, which are getting approval by the government for delivering. And they're not the only company. Kroger Foods. Believe it or not, Kroger Foods, who doesn't even have a store like in Florida, can deliver food to you within one hour of your order anywhere in Florida. And they're doing this through what's called dark stores. If you go down through the streets of your town or your city, if you live in a fairly good-sized place, you'll notice these storefronts. They're not run down. They're not disheveled. But, you know, the, the glass is kind of opaque. You can't really see in it. There's a bunch of QR codes on the window. It really has no signage. You know, it's not an empty store, folks. It's called a dark store. And it's where goods are being shipped based on what they have identified as the buying habits of that community from all the data that's being collected by big tech sources, Apple, Google, Facebook, you name it. You just think about this here for a moment. They know enough about you to have stockpiled goods in your town to be able to deliver them to you autonomously, okay, with autonomous vehicles, non-driverless vehicles within one hour. You don't think you're being tracked? You don't think that that digital identity I warned you about, oh, really over the last several years, but particularly in the PSYOPs shows that I did? I mean, go to ontherightsideradio.com, listen to those five PSYOP shows from a few weeks ago, particularly to the wrap-up show. EOD is going to be really big, and in urban and suburban areas, within a year or two, this is how quickly it's coming, you're going to be buying just about everything online. There's 50,000 retail stores that closed last year. They expect another 33,000 retail stores to close this year. And of course, they tout how much money it's going to save you. You know, it's going to save you $5,000 a year in gas expenditures driving to a store to buy something. And it's going to save you this, it's going to save you that. And you know, that all may be true, but here is what you are giving up. You know, that old security for freedom. They know everything about you. They know all your consumer habits. They know all your wishes and desires. And they will sell to you in one hour from the time you order it, whatever it is, including a car. This is huge. I'm going to bring you updates on this over the course of this year because it's going to affect your life in a lot of ways you can't imagine. And it's going to mean the loss of a lot of jobs for a lot of people, millions around the United States who now deliver goods and services who now work in massive warehouses which are going by the wayside in favor of dark storefronts in towns and 
communities around the country. Big change, a big change. And along those lines, in terms of knowing you, your digital identity, Apple just came out with this new virtual reality gig machine device. I'm not a techie, okay? I'm a dinosaur. T-Rex, but a dinosaur. And this new technology is a virtual reality thing. You put it over your head. You've seen stuff like this. It creates a virtual reality in which you kind of live and act and react, etc. Well, this new system, which costs $3,000, has an eye monitor, an eye movement monitor. Through your eyes, it can detect your heart rate, your blood pressure. It can detect what your eyes are looking at in the virtual reality screen, the picture that this headpiece has enveloped you in. And by doing that, they know exactly what turns you on and turns you off on the the most basic emotional levels. For instance, if you're a gal and some hunk comes on the screen in your virtual reality headpiece, this machine will know exactly what effect that has on your blood pressure, on your heart rate, on your pupil dilation. It will be able to track exactly where your eyes move on the male hunk, you know, whatever he is. What did you look at first on him? What did you look at last? How did your eyes travel up and down his body? Same thing, let's say, if you were a man looking at a woman that was on the virtual reality screen. I'm giving you those as examples, but basically it can measure every physiological and psychological and emotional reaction through your eyes to every visual image, and then they can shape that image to whatever suits you best. It's kind of like made on demand for you. Well, boy, that sounds like fun, doesn't it? Now, think about this. Think about the marriage, and I brought you this in the PSYOP stuff. It's now all out in the open, thanks to Elon Musk at Twitter. Think about the marriage, the unholy alliance between big tech and government. Now, do you trust big tech to take all this really, really personal information. This is not your credit card number or your social security number. I mean, this is like your instinctual reactions to everything and not share it with the government, the NSA, the FBI, the CIA, whoever. Particularly since more and more intelligence agency folks are going to work at big tech. We've gone over that in previous shows too. And I might add, vice versa. I mean, big tech and government is kind of merging. You know, it's a George Orwellian big brother thing. Anyway, may I recommend you stay as far away from this eye-reading equipment as you can, forever? I mean, no exceptions. You know, there's an old saying, the eyes are the window to your soul. That's true. And in this case, the eyes are the entrance to the elimination of your freedom. Have you noticed that fuel has rocketed? You know, when I went down to the Denver Stock Show, I could find diesel for about three seventy dollars a gallon. <laughs> when I came back two weeks later... The best I could find was 449. Most of it was about 470, 480. That's 25 to 30 percent in two weeks is what fuel has gone up, folks. And remember that our reserve stockpiles, since Biden sold them to China, are way down. And you folks in the Northeast, and I've brought you, I brought you this story several weeks ago too. Go back to onTheRightSideRadio.com and listen to it. Okay, this is about energy. This is about gas supplies to the Northeast. I brought you all the information of what's going to happen there. You folks in the Northeast, you're having a severe winter also. Some of you, I already know because I get the emails, are having problems getting home oil fill-ups, and you're paying exorbitant prices. Others of you have been notified by your natural gas supplier that there may be limitations, and you're getting all sorts of letters on conservation. Well, that's going to get worse, folks. Let me remind you, this is the last week of January. Remember my ranch story. When your instinct tells you something bad is coming, you better get ready for it. Do not doubt your gut. And then, of course, we have Vice President Kami Harris. You know, I think it takes 72 IQ to tie your shoe. 
well, she's probably 73. I'll give her that. Anyway, Kami Harris gave this speech. Well, what passes as a speech for her on the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade a week or so ago. And Harris quoted the Declaration of Independence, which in and of itself makes you sick. But you know what she left out? She left out, you know those words, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? Oh, the word life was left out. Hmm. Imagine that on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. Must have just been a mistake. Oh, and then we have M&Ms, you know? Those yummy little chocolate candies. Well, M&Ms went woke on us folks. You know how the M&Ms would dance around the TV screen or whatever, the YouTube screen, and, you know, sing their song, and, you know, that's how they advertise M&Ms? Well, they decided to redo their M&M... <laughs> their M&M candy spokesman, that's what they call them. Spokes candies, actually, is what they call them. Spokes candies. They decided to redo them, and, you know, you'll never guess what they redid them in. Oh, yes, that's right. Uh, can you think about the word diverse... Oh, yes. And can you think about the word non-binary? Can you think about pronouns? Well, there you go. Well, there was a huge uproar. And guess what? Go woke, go broke. Their sales, boom, went down over the last several weeks since they introduced their new diverse spokes candies. And Wrigley, Mars Wrigley is the name of the outfit that does M&Ms. They announced that they're taking an indefinite pause from using its new spokes candies. By the way, there's some other candy manufacturers who had a field day with this. I think it was Skittles. Skittles tweeted out, our thoughts go out to the spokes candies. <laughs> you know, you'll love it. On a more serious note, there's been another attack on a North Carolina power grid. 45,000 people in the dark and scrambling for a way to stay safe and warm. So you know, in 2022 alone, there's been 70 attacks on power grid stations. Six of those in Florida, five in Oregon and Washington, etc. In each case, significant damage has been done. Tens of thousands of people have been without power, some for extended periods of time. There is a series of nine power stations, and this came out in Senate and uh, House subcommittee hearings over the last five to ten years, which, if done properly and done at once, and fortunately, I don't think anybody has identified which nine they are, would black out a huge portion of the United States for an extended period of time. Some pessimists think as much as 18 months, almost like, you know, an EMP. Now, of course, the mainstream media, who is really kind of shying away from this story, nobody's been caught, by the way. This is over the course of a year. All done with weapons. I mean, this is not people with scissors or wire clippers. This is done with high-powered weapons, and they know what to shoot at. Now, the mainstream media, when they talk about it, say it must be white supremacists and extreme right-wing people and oath keepers and that type of anti-state right-wing scum. You know, I wonder if it has anything to do with poor southern borders, the fact that just in the last two months they've caught 87 people on the terror watch list down there, and God only knows how many have gotten by. Even Ray at the FBI, oh yeah, he's great, thinks thousands of potential terrorists have snuck into the country and they have no idea where they're at. I wonder if there's a correlation between that and these attacks on the power grid. Hmm, let's think about that for a moment. And I want you to think about something, folks. I want you to think about this little story I told you a few minutes ago about German tanks. <laughs> you can imagine Russia's really happy about German tanks. That brings back bad memories. And American tanks and NATO tanks going into Ukraine and Putin not being too happy about that. I want you to think about this story I'm telling you about the grid attacks here. And I want you to think about what happens when you lose power. Because, you know, you really got to kind of sit down and think about its ramifications a little bit. If you don't have a generator, right? Get prepared. Your fridge is dead. Your range is dead. Your microwave is dead. All the food in your fridge and freezer are going to spoil. You can't pump any fresh water into your house from your well. In fact, if the grid goes down, the city can't deliver water to you through the water mains. 
You have no water to drink, cook, or clean with. You can live about, oh, maybe a day to two without water. You can live maybe four to five days without food. The combination of the two in sub-zero temperatures with no heat, not good. By the way, you can look up retired CENTCOM General Lloyd Austin. That's A-U-S-T-I-N. Look at what he has to say about the potential for catastrophe here. And by the way, he says it's not an if, but a when. In other words, get prepared, folks. Extra fuel, generators, some means of alternative heat, some type of food storage, which may or may not include frozen food storage, a battery or solar-operated radio so you can get news, candles, batteries, flashlights. Think about everything. Look around your house right now. Look at everything that's electric. Think about what you're going to do to replace that if it's down for a day or a week or a month or, heaven forbid, more. Oh, and then we have our government here to help us, you know, the FAA, right? I'm sure a lot of you folks fly places, right? Or you may know military pilots, have them in your family or whatever. Well, it seems that the FAA, very quietly, shh, nobody's supposed to know this. The FAA has changed the medical requirements to continue to fly commercially. On October 26, and it's just coming out now, they changed the acceptable, quote, PR interval from 200 to 300 milliseconds. That's a 50% increase. Now, you're going, well, so so what? So what's that? The PR interval, folks, is the time it takes for an electrical impulse to be transmitted from one part of the heart to another. And it is a key, a very key, indication of heart health. The FAA, well, imagine this. They didn't publicly announce the revision, and gee, the mainstream media didn't tell us about it. And they refused to disclose the data they used to justify this change. By the way, the old standards have been in effect for decades and decades and decades. There's an outfit called U.S. Freedom Flyers, USFF. This is an advocacy group opposed to the COVID-19 vaccine mandates for pilots. They're the ones who found out about the change. And by the way, the USFF is founded by a guy by the name of Josh Yoder, who's a former commercial pilot. Let me give you his words. The FAA's changes are a ticking time bomb on a level like we've never seen. And they increase the odds that a pilot's heart condition will go undetected, which increases the risk of an aviation disaster. A guy by the name of Stephen Kirsch, I've posted a number of his articles on the COVID page on the website. He says, quote, the new range accommodates people who have cardiac injury, unquote. And the FAA refuses to say why they did this, although it's well documented that many pilots, military and commercial, have suffered adverse effects from the jabs, both neurological and cardiac. And there's a shortage of pilots, growing increasingly more so, both military and commercial. And military pilots are no longer becoming commercial pilots at the same rate they used to be. Let me give you another quote from Kirsch. Quote, they did it hoping nobody would notice. The change is a tacit admission from the U.S. government that the COVID vaccine has damaged the hearts of our pilots. Not just a few pilots, but a lots of pilots and lots of damage. There's a cardiologist by the name of Thomas Levy. He's also an attorney. He calls the FAA's new guidelines, quote, arguably a shocking one as many pilots are in the same age range when heart attacks occur without any early symptoms but with a normal ECG. The ECG being the only mandatory heart-related test, unquote. He goes on to say that a PR interval, remember the electrical impulses within the heart that causes it to beat, exceeding the 200 former MS standard is, quote, clearly associated with arrhythmias in the future, pacemakers, and early death, unquote. He goes on to say, quote, a sudden burst of adrenaline, such as one caused by a stressful in-flight situation, can bring this problem to light. 
unquote. A military flight surgeon, Lieutenant Colonel, she has been terrific. She has exposed the hell out of the corruption at the DOD, along with the FDA, the CDC, etc. Her name is Teresa Long. She said that the new interval, quote, does not improve safety. Quote, it would be negligent to see a PR interval of 290 and do nothing. There's a former FAA safety inspector, Stephen Carbone. He calls these new guidelines, quote, nothing short of safety sacrilege and, quote, an assault on aviation safety, unquote. And he goes on to say, quote, I can't highlight enough how dangerous this is and how irresponsible, unquote. By the way, as a sidelight, and did you know that all these high mucky mucks at Davos, the WEF, flying in on their private jets and eating their meat as they're concerned about the, the coming incineration of the globe due to global warming and fossil fuels. They are insisting, and they have insisted for the last several months, surreptitiously, quietly, shh, nobody's supposed to know, that the pilots of their private jets be unjabbed. Does anybody want to place a bet with me that these same high mucky mucks, these same elitists that have been running the psyops on the jabs at the governmental and the Pfizer and the big pharma and the globalist level. You want to bet they haven't been jabbed? What do you think? And I'm not even halfway done with the rat-a-tat-tat today. It's unbelievable. Remember, folks, all these news tidbits, (laughs) these mind-boggling tidbits I'm bringing you, full articles, videos, you name it, on the website, on the right side, radio.com, so you can see the details, the sorry details in some cases, for yourself. They're under rat-a-tat-tat. Some of the really important ones are under the audio bar. Others are on the COVID page, which I really recommend you keep following. And family safety, treason, you name it. They're all there for you. Check them out. Let's keep going. Okay, so AT&T owns DirecTV. And guess what? A month or two ago, they blew out OAN. Yes, they wouldn't carry them anymore. And just in the last two days, they blew out Newsmax. May I suggest you stop giving money to the enemy? This is another woke ESG company. Listen to last week's show. And you write a letter to DirecTV, if you have DirecTV, and tell them you're tired of the censorship. You want OAN and Newsmax back on. And if they don't do it, cancel your subscription. There's plenty of other services out there. Even Dish, although, you know, who knows about them. You know, Starlink. From Elon Musk, there you go. I happen to know that that works very, very well. But do not support companies that do not think American. The CDC and the FDA, uh, you know, they have finally admitted that, oh, they just didn't, they overcounted COVID deaths. That's linked with an article, some whistleblowers coming in from hospitals talking about deliberately, I'm not making this up, killing elderly COVID patients to up COVID numbers at the direction of the hospital, which was at the direction of the CDC. Check out the COVID page, family safety under the audio bar. In a mind blower, Project Veritas, God, I just love those guys. They have a film that they filmed surreptitiously, as they always do, of a high mucky muck in Pfizer admitting, listen to this now, that Pfizer is now engaged in gain of function on COVID because they want to keep mutating it. Not enough to hurt anybody, of course, as if they care, but because they want to be able to keep bringing out new vaccines. Do you remember about a week ago, you suddenly heard about how there was going to be annual vaccines for COVID like flu? Well, there you go. My, my, my. And that kind of ties in, you know, if you connect these dots, to this sudden clamor in the press. Remember, it's all tied in, right? You have 
corporate America, you have the government, you have the press, all doing the psyops on you. On the Kraken variant, oh, this horrible Kraken variant. You know, Kraken is a sea monster that can't be killed, right? (laughs) I love how these guys do it. It's unbelievable. I will predict once again, Pfizer will not exist in five years. Trillions of dollars of lawsuits against them, Moderna, the whole incendiary crowd. I just hope a lot of them go to jail, and I hope some of them are executed. By the way, that Project Veritas film, under the audio bar, on the COVID page, family safety and treason. you you got to watch it. It'll blow your mind. The Supreme Court, you know the big leak of the Roe v. Wade decision, the Dobbs decision? After six months, with the entire apparatus of the government at their disposal, they've now issued a statement that they're unable to determine who the leaker was. Remember, there's only about 100 people maximum at the Supreme Court that could have done it, which leads me to believe, and I told you this up front when it happened, it was actually one of the justices. I'd put my money on Kagan to a lesser extent, but I'd put a lot of money on Soto Mayer. One day we shall find out. More gun control. Illinois passed a law basically banning guns, magazines, any semi-automatics. I mean, the whole wish list. Well, not the whole wish list, but a good portion of it. That's been held up by an Illinois court, and obviously it's going to be going to the Supreme Court. It's another grab, a direct slap in the face to the Supreme Court, the rule of law, the Second Amendment, and the Constitution. Gee, what else is expected? We'll keep following that for you. Posted under gun control. Do you remember I brought you that story? I think it was about two or three months ago. It's one of the first... I was one of the first in the United States to bring it to you about the school in Virginia that withheld for years the National Merit Scholar Awards and designations from students because they wanted to achieve equality. Never mind the fact they're screwing with the students' lives, criminal acts, screwing with college admissions, $800 million in scholarships, you name it. Well, guess what? There's been an investigation. It's not just one school. It's seven schools in Virginia headed by a principal by the name of Reed. She's a gal, whatever her pronouns might be. Seven schools have withheld from thousands of students these incredible awards and honors. Unbelievable. Yunkin, the governor up there, has launched a criminal investigation. Hang them high, folks. Hang them high. And uh, you folks, check out and see what your schools are doing. Get involved. Remember, the younger generation is the war. We are just the battle. Election fraud. I'm not going to have time to bring you the Pennsylvania study on 2020, but I'm going to next week because it'll blow your mind. Carrie Lake down there and Mark Fincham. Carrie Lake's lawsuit has been accepted by the Arizona Appeals Court, and they've scheduled a February 1 trial date. Go, Carrie, go. Send her some support, folks. Take action page on the rightsideradio.com. In addition, they have discovered the Carrie Lake team has roughly 200,000 votes either not counted or not cast due to electioneering down there by the progressives. But you know, there is no fraud, folks. Don't worry about that. The articles are under election fraud on the rightsideradio.com. And we are out of time, as always. I didn't even cover half the rat-a-tat-tat. We'll have another big one next week. Folks, if the, if the news I brought you today properly riles your blood, stand in the mirror, repeat to yourself, repeat with your family at the dinner table. I will muster. I will stand. I will not comply. I will never give in. I will never stop fighting. I will join with those in these United States and across the globe who love freedom as I do. And we will win. This is Reed Lance Rosenthal on the Right Side Radio. Keep the wind at your back. We'll talk to you next week.
Please remember, if you've missed any shows, just click on Show Archive and you'll find all of his shows. We look forward to seeing you here again next week for another episode of Reed Lance Rosenthal on the right side.